going to change people's lives. We're going to talk about hanging up the cleats. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to the first episode of Hung Up Cleats. I'm so incredibly excited to get this started. This is something that I've thought about doing for a really long time now. And I'm so happy that it's finally coming to fruition. It's really crazy how all of it happened. Um, I was in a really bad funk after I ended my college career. I played golf at LSU all four years, and I played golf pretty much my entire life. So after that ended, I honestly didn't really know what to do with myself. Um, And I started kind of like having conversations with a few people in my life, and I met Sophie and started talking to her about it, and she basically said that that she would be willing to start a podcast with me, and I was like, let's make it happen. So basically, we wanted to start something around the premise of life after college athletics and everything in between, and that goes on behind the scenes of it that's not really talked about, and there's so many components of it that are tied in and all the sacrifices that your family makes, athlete themselves makes, their significant others, their friends, and just navigating everything that happens afterwards because it's a whole different obstacle that you don't really know how to go about handling it until you get there and then it's kind of too late to prepare yourself. Yeah, I definitely wasn't prepared for it either. Um, So I met Sophie at Lululemon. Shout out. Shout out Lululemon. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) So uh, I moved to Nashville a few months after I graduated college Um, And I started working at Lululemon uh, during the holidays last year. Um, So I've been working there ever since. And um, I met Sophie and we basically just like have a lot in common with the whole uh, college athlete thing. There's honestly a lot of athletes that or former athletes that work at Lululemon. So we've definitely bonded with a lot of them. And um, so we got that conversation started and here we are. Yeah, this is, going off what Mary said, this is something that we've talked about a lot in our work environment because the majority of staff at Lululemon is retired college athletes that kind of felt lost and that's why they started working at Lulu to begin with and it's just, it's honestly like an emotional support group and it's just great how we all get along so well, like literally love everyone on staff, but I am originally from Nashville. I was born and raised in the suburbs. I was playing college soccer at Tennessee Tech University in Cookville, Tennessee, and I had to medically retire in February this year. So I came back home and I wasn't doing anything. I was getting answers for all of my health concerns going on, and I started working at Lulu in March, and the rest is history. Here we are. I feel like, obviously, no one's story is the same, and um, me and Sophie obviously have a different story as well, but um, it definitely didn't go like how I pictured it from the very beginning. I just definitely like had those big dreams when I was younger, and it obviously takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And my dad basically took me on the golf course when I was super young. And we like really, really bonded over that. And it was something that I picked up very quickly. And my dad loved it. He loved that like, he could take me out there and teach me and he got me into tournaments when I was seven years old. So um, I started And I was just like, I've always had that competitive nature. And so um, I just, I loved it. And I found myself, I played a 
a lot of sports growing up, but I found myself quitting the other ones every single time. I quit gymnastics. I quit swim. I quit cheerleading. I quit all of those sports um, because at the end of the day, like, I just wanted to pick golf because it was definitely going to get me the farthest and it was definitely something that I had put the most time and energy into. Um, so, uh, in high school, I, you know, kind of fell off a little bit. Like I had put so much time and energy. I was really burnt out and I started cheerleading and, uh, I still like played and won a couple state championships in high school. Um, but all of my friends were getting recruited and I really wasn't because I wasn't putting in the time. And then I finally decided my senior year that like, this is really what I want. Um, started getting recruited by a couple smaller schools, got a couple scholarships, and um, basically at the end of the day, my dad was just like, these smaller schools just aren't good enough for you. So I called the head coach at LSU, who I had a relationship with because I'm from Louisiana, um, and I basically just pitched it to her. I was like, I really would love to play for you. This is what I've accomplished. And she kind of knew that because like, I lived in Louisiana, so she kept up with everything that was going on in the area. And she was just like right then and there was like, I would love to have you. So I walked on at LSU. I basically turned down all my scholarships and walked on at LSU. The only stipulation with that, though, was my dad was like, you get one year. He was like, I'll pay for one year of your school. If you don't get a scholarship by that one year, you have to leave. So I was like, okay. And uh, so that November, my first November of college, I signed my full ride and the rest is history, basically. And I, I like, you know, obviously like worked really hard. I, I made amazing relationships and I met like just like the people I would I would have never met before. Like I met the Joe Burrows of the world. I met like all of these people that are now professional athletes and all these people that have gone to the Olympic trials and just like all of these like amazing people that I would have never met before. And um, I like wouldn't, would not have it any other way. I'm so glad that I got the opportunity at LSU and um, I would not trade it for the world. It's still to this day, like whenever I introduce myself to people and like I talk to them for a hot little minute it'll like come up somehow. I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I played golf at LSU and like, they just stop. They're like, you played golf? I mean, yeah, that's sick. Like, <laughs> it's sick. Like, and and no I was like, forget that. everything else I just said. You played golf at LSU? And then they're like, oh, so you would kick my ass. I'm like, I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> and that, om- yeah, and that almost goes into like the identity portion of why people put their identity in their sport yes. is because you – Tell you talk all about yourself, you introduce yourself, and then it's like that one thing that's cool is like, oh, you played golf at LSU, and that is it's sick, and you should be proud of that. But like, why is in our society, why is that what everyone take? Like, why is that the first thing they take from that? Well, yeah, it's like that's the most important thing you could say. Yeah, you're like, oh, wait, it's almost like, oh, you're just like they they just meet like this normal person, and then they're like, oh, wait. And that's something that, like, I've had to kind of get used to because I'm just, like, I was a college golfer. I am not anymore. But I still, like, use it as, like, my, like, redeeming quality. Like, even last night I went out and this guy that uh, 
I'm friends with that I met like a long time ago. He like told his friend, he was like, yeah, he would, she would kick your ass in golf. And the guy like turned and he was like, oh, wait, what really? I'm like, yeah, I played at LSU. He's like, you know, that was like the center of like everything. Yeah. And I mean, that's why when I introduced myself, I'm like, oh, I used to be more like that. I would be like, oh, I play soccer. I played college soccer. But now I've just kind of gotten to the point where even like people I know now and they find out that. I played soccer and I haven't told them. They're like, oh, why didn't you say that? Yeah. And I'm like, like, because I'm still the same person. I'm I'm the same person. Like, it doesn't matter if I played soccer or not. Like, yeah, it's cool. But like, I don't want you to look at me differently. And I don't want you to view me as like just a soccer player. Like, yeah. But and then if you do like want them to like see you as more important, you do mention that. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're more important now. Yeah. Cool. Crazy. So basically my story kind of. Starts out like every successful athlete. I played a lot of sports growing up. I was a ballerina. I played softball. I played basketball. I played soccer. I did hip hop. I did everything. And at the end of the day, when it would come to soccer season, I'd be like, Mom, like, I can't wait for soccer season. And it was my mom, my parents knew nothing about soccer. My dad played football. My mom was a cheerleader. And it, my mom talks about to this day, it was to the point where I'd be like, Really? You want to play soccer? Like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you want to play soccer? And I'd be like, Yeah, mom, like, come on. And it was, I would play in the dirt when I was at softball practice. I actually fell asleep in ballet class in kindergarten and my mom pulled me out. It just, (laughs) a lot of different things going into it. And once I got to middle school, I kind of had to pick between basketball and soccer. And at the end of the day, I loved soccer and I started playing club later than everyone else. I joined my first club team in fourth grade. And I remember it was because my aunt was like, there's this travel team. So if you need to try out, I think you'd be really good for her. And I remember almost being like pissed at my aunt. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I'm doing. I love soccer. I don't want to go play for whatever team you want me to play for. And it ended up being the best thing that could happen to me. I... But I played for that club my whole life. Um, It helped me get recruited for college. And in my mind, it was for a lot of athletes, it's a big commitment to play college sports. And everyone knows that. And it was almost like for all of my club teammates, it was like, do I want to play college sports? Do I not? Like I could. Do I want to? But in my mind, it was never a question if I wanted to play college soccer. Like I was going to play college soccer. It didn't matter where, it didn't matter when, like I was going to do it and that's what was going to happen. And obviously I had my ups and downs like every athlete does. Like I had a coach, my high school coach, my sophomore year, he kind of ruined the love of the game for me. And I very much considered quitting and it got really bad. I hated I hated soccer I hated everything associated with it and then I got a really good club coach my sophomore year of high school and he basically was like my reason I didn't quit soccer and I got my first offer as a sophomore and that's when everything started rolling in I was like oh like I'm not even legally allowed to talk to college coaches, but they're talking to my club coach and they're coming to me, coming to him and they want to recruit me like this is something I want to do. The ball was rolling after that and then I ended up sticking it through with, it was my high school coach that I wasn't the biggest fan of and then my junior year of 
high school that summer going into senior year, I get a call that my high school coach had resigned and my very first ever club coach was my new head coach at my high school. And I bawled. I was crying. That was the best day ever. I had the best season senior year for my high school team. And he's the GOAT. Shout out Jeremy Cook. If you listen to this, Jeremy, you saved my life. I love you. But he was my one of my first ever coaches at Tennessee United. And my story was a little bit different in the sense of I was very dead set on going to a school, a D1 school up north my senior year. And I got halfway through senior year and I was like, you know what? I I don't want to be that far away from home. Like it was 12 hours. I didn't want to have to jump on a plane to be able to go home. And I wanted to be close to my mom. I wanted to be close to my friends. So my junior year, a coach had contacted me after watching me play in state tournament. And I just kind of blew it off. I kind of knew where I was going. I wasn't really interested, whatever. And then after I decided I wasn't going up north, I re-explored that option. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but gave him all my information. I'm the center back from Nashville, Tennessee. You watched me play this game. And he was like, oh, yes, I remember you, of course. And we had a few phone calls, got me down for a visit, and the rest is history. My mom kind of said, like, this school is really expensive unless they give you a big offer, like, we just can't do that. And I was like, all right. And she was like, but we should go on the visit. So we go on the visit. I absolutely loved the coaching staff. I loved the campus and they gave me what I needed and more. And I committed a week later and it was great. And I played my first two and a half years at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Absolutely loved my coach. Shout out James Balmy. He is the best. But I did not have the best experience with my team. There was a lot of drama. It just was not my atmosphere. And I'll go into that one day, but not right now. <laughs> not in intros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so halfway through my junior year, or my junior year, I went in the transfer portal. And the first semester, I was just in the portal. Me and my coach kind of talked about how we were going to keep it between us because he was still allowing me to practice with the team and he thought some girls in the team would not be okay with that. So we agreed to keep it between us that I was in the portal. That's nice of him. Yeah, it was really nice. He <laughs> was the goat for that. He was like... I feel like that doesn't happen nowadays. No, now it's yeah. like you're in the portal and everyone knows no, about it. No, literally it's like you're in the portal, like screw you. We don't care what happens to you. <laughs> yeah. Like this. And no, he yeah. was so nice. Like me and my coach like cried together when I said I was That's transferring. Good. Like it was so wholesome. Like it was great. And then... Went in the portal, and after Christmas of my junior year, I transferred to Tennessee Technological University. Absolutely loved the coaches. I loved my team. I loved everything about it, but I got really, really sick out of nowhere in January, and no one really knew what was going on with me. I just knew I had a lot of things I needed to get taken care of, and I needed to come home for that, for doctor's appointments and waiting lists and all of that stuff. So I had to medically withdraw from school. I came home and my world was just wrecked. It was terrible. Like who expects that? I I got I finally got to a place where I was happy and everything was falling into place. And then it was kind of 
taken away from me in a heartbeat and it was something I couldn't control. And I later got a few answers to what was going on with me, but that also meant that I couldn't play soccer anymore at the level I was used to playing. So here I am and I'm at school at Belmont now and we're doing what we're doing. So what was like your diagnosis and like what I so I when I was at tech I had a bunch of different issues that wasn't exactly like all going they weren't really all aligning but I had like a b12 deficiency and if you know anything about b12 it is what gives you energy so it was like I was sleeping all the time I felt like my bones were gonna break my muscles were ripping when I was working out and my b12 level was so low I couldn't take a vitamin for it, I was having to get injections every three days. So I had to go get these shots and my mom or my athletic trainer or like even myself was having to give them to me every three days. My thyroid was enlarged, but I didn't have a thyroid disease. So they ended up diagnosing me with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. I don't know if you know a lot about it, but you can go read about it. And it all kind of makes sense as to what was going on with me. But because I am a living, breathing 21-year-old, there's no treatment for it. So it's just kind of self-medicated, find like home natural remedies for it. But it is what it is. And I'm still kind of dealing with all those health problems right now. There's some things coming up where... I don't have a real diagnosis for what's going on, but I'm about to, so I'll keep y'all. I'll keep y'all posted. I'll keep y'all posted. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, like that's what I was saying about everything taken away because of COVID. It's like all of a sudden it was gone. Yeah. You have no so. idea, and that's when my coach at Huntsville he had several knee surgeries, and he always said like, "Don't take this for granted because you never know when your last game is going to be." And I always kind of brushed it off like. Oh, that won't happen to me. Oh, I've yeah. never, I've never torn my ACL. I've never had an injury like that. Like my mom's a PT. I'll be fine. And then you get sick, and then it's just everything changes. And you're like everything you have dedicated. I've dedicated all my time to the one thing I loved most, and then it was just taken away from yeah. me like that. It was crazy. Right. Yeah, like some people get to choose their end date. Like I knew that it was coming. I knew when my last tournament was. I knew all of that. I mean, some people, you know, like my friends on the gymnastics team, like COVID happened and they were done. And then my friend, I have a friend that was on the track team at LSU and she was at her national championship. She was ranked number one in the country. Her team was ranked number one in the country. She was at the national championship. COVID canceled. I just got so, chills. Yeah. I, I, hate, I hate that. Like, yeah, that like just, she like, was literally about to compete and she was number one in the country. Her team was number one in the country. And they just – there was no – That's just No like, competition. Yeah. It's just painful because, like, realistically, like, there's some statistic, like, every – like, it's like 3% of high school athletes go to college. And it's like, what percent of those college athletes go pro? And it's like, you're just done. Small percent. Yeah, it's like, like – one- I think 1% of college athletes go pro. Yeah, and that's – it's awful. Like, that's your whole identity. You pour everything into it, and then when you hang up the cleats, you put the ball (laughs) down. Like, when the ball goes – Yeah, when the ball goes flat, what what do you do? do? (laughs) Like, who are you? Who am I? Like, 
You're not Mary that golfs at LSU. I'm the, per- I'm the person that I'm introduces myself. <laughs> I, like, I'm the self that introduces myself at the bars. Oh, I'm Mary Chauvin. I used to play golf at LSU. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm worth something. And that's like every. That's like what we're saying. Everyone just picks up on that. Like, oh, you golfed at LSU. <laughs> like, oh my god, badass. It's crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, and like there was, you know, obviously, like. Like I was saying, like I I knew I knew when my last tournament was, and like obviously it was really sad. I knew like my senior year was coming. I knew I wasn't taking a fifth year. Um, I I just like I knew all these things. I knew I didn't want to go pro. I I just like had decided all these things in my head, and so it was like like I knew my end date was coming. Obviously, it was really sad. Like your senior yeah. year, your last tournament, your last game, your senior night, like all of that. Like, obviously, yeah. really sad. You know Re- it's coming. Whether you're ready or not, it all hurts the same. Everyone hurts the same. Right. And, like, see, I guess for me, I was just like, you know, like, this is going to hurt. But then – and, like, I was fine for a couple months. Like, I, you know, was just like, you know what? My time came to an end. What's next? I don't know. Like, I was applying to jobs. I was working a summer job at the golf course. It was, like, a, a nice transition because, like, I was still around golf I had no desire to pick up a golf club, none whatsoever. And then when the people um, playing golf, like, out there, like, you know, that I was serving to, like, they knew I played golf at LSU. They were like, hey, like, do you want to hit a ball for us? And I did it a couple times, and they were like, wow. <laughs> wow. I, was like, I would, like, hit, like, one drive, and I was good for, like, a month. I was like, okay, and that's all I need for now. Like, see you all next month. That's kind of how I was. Like, I – it was such a sensitive subject for me, like – I couldn't look at it. I didn't want to be around it. I didn't want to be involved. I was like, uh uh-uh, because I know it's going to trigger something. Yeah. Um, And, like, I was just so – I mean, obviously, like, our situations are different. But, like, for me, I was just done. I was like, you know what? This is, like, a closed chapter in my life. And, um, you know, I played golf, like, one time before I moved to Nashville. I was, like, smooth sailing for, like, a long time. Um, And then I moved to Nashville, and my boyfriend at the time – was a professional athlete. And um, I was obviously very, very happy for him. And I was like, so excited. Like, we were, we graduated the same year. And so he got his opportunity right away, um, which was awesome. Like, obviously, like, I was over the moon excited for him. And everything was like going so great for him. And I obviously like was supporting him like I always did. So that was so exciting. But then I found myself kind of feeling really bad about myself. And I think it was just because, like, I... Yeah, your validation was coming from your sport, and then it stopped. But, like, you got to watch his validation skyrocket, like, go through the roof. Yeah, and, I mean, like, obviously, like, the whole time in college, like, I was doing my thing. He was doing his thing. We both had ups and downs in our own teams and just... um, like everything that we were doing. And then I, you know, got to this place where everything great was happening for him. And I was so happy for him, but I was just like, I feel like crap. Like I feel so worth it. Like I, I don't know. Cause like, that was like my whole like redeeming quality. It's like, I worked really hard at something and like I I did it. And like even though I chose not to go pro, I just felt I was like, you're still worth something. 
Right. And I just felt like I wasn't. And that's where the validation comes in. Like you think you think your value comes from your sport and it doesn't, but you have to learn that and you don't realize that you even think that about yourself until it's over. And then it's coming up and you're like, it's always been your identity like we've talked about and then all of a sudden it's not. And like, yeah, you were happy for your boyfriend and so excited. Like you should be, you were. And like, that was great. But like, obviously there's a little hole inside of you that's like, ow, like, yeah, I would like, I, it it hurts. Like, it's not even like, I wish it was me, but it's just, it hurts. And there's no way to explain it other than that. And I almost like felt bad, like that I, like I wasn't like a hundred percent myself during that time. I was doing my very, very best. Like I definitely was, but it was just like so hard for me, like going through all of that at that time. And, um, and just like trying to navigate it. Like I had no idea like what I was doing. And then I just thought like I was just going through something and like I I like didn't know what to pinpoint at first. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, that makes sense. And so and like in addition to that, like all of my friends that were on the team with me before took their fifth year. There were so many people that I like was so close to that were still at LSU. Or my best right. friend, she plays golf at Ole Miss. She took her fifth year too. Yeah. So it was like everyone around me was still like doing it. And I was just like, what am I doing? I am living in a really cool city. Um, Being a professional athlete's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, obviously like I was having fun, but I was going through it. It was not super fun at yeah. all. Um, I just felt like I didn't have a whole ton of purpose. and. Um, I was really just trying to figure it out. Ever since then, like, I, you know, have gotten a job. And, you know, I started my job and, like, I love my job now. But well, I, f- I mean, I I feel like I firsthand kind of got to watch – even though we weren't, as, we weren't really close when we first met, I feel like I firsthand kind of watched you get to come back to life. If that well, says anything, like <laughs> I was before, yeah, like I didn't know what Mary was going through when I first yeah, met no, her. But there like, so many people. you can tell when someone's happy, go lucky with everything that's going on, and like she's thriving right now. And like it yeah. was so different when I first met her. And when I started at Lulu, everyone I've talked to is like, "When I first met you, I thought you were a bitch." I'm like, "No, I was just going through it. Yeah, it <laughs> I was having a hard time." Yeah. It's like you're constantly chasing that high. Like when you play a sport at that high of a level and you are competing. Chasing wins every single day, like even amongst your team or. When you experience that high, like everything in life, when you get to that point where you're at the top, you crave it and you want it over and over and over. And like you do everything. Example Tom Brady. Yeah. (laughs) No, literally. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He doesn't. He doesn't. But it's like you get to the top, you have that feeling of what it's like. You want to experience it again, but it's like you can't experience that high in your sport. So where else are you going to find it? And you have no idea. Like you're starting over. Where are you going to find that high? And it's constantly chasing the next best thing. And like I've learned to like love all the time that I have. Like I can do things that I've been wanting to do. I've traveled so much this year. I traveled. I think I went to a new place every month. Yeah. And it's like there's no like I she did I <laughs> she was gone. I've all been the time. on twenty four flights this year. Well, twenty twenty two. Um. So That's like crazy. and you know, but Mad it's just woman. like <laughs> so I just like you know I've just like kind of been enjoying like my newfound freedom and 
just like everything that, you know, you can enjoy with life when your time is your own. So I moved back to Nashville. I moved back to be home with my family and get some answers for all of my medical stuff going on. But obviously I was going to go back to school and I've always planned on doing my master's, soccer or not. I was going to do my master's at Belmont. My very first class at Belmont, it was 9 a.m., they wanted us to say a fun fact about ourselves. And you think, oh, a fun fact, that's easy. But like my fun fact has always been, hi, I'm Sophie. I play soccer or I play soccer here. And they asked me that question and I was like, what What the heck do I say? Like I've never, I, I don't want to start out with like, hey, I'm Sophie. I'm a retired college soccer player because that's not what I really wanted my new identity to be at my new school. So it kind of hit me. I like texted Mary after class. I was like, yo, like they just asked me a fun fact. And that's the first time I couldn't say I was a soccer player. And obviously she was like, Sophie, you're so much more than a soccer player. <laughs> you're so much more than that. And like, I mean, I get yeah. how that sucks though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it like it, it definitely like hits you all of a sudden like, oh, yeah. And you I'm don't, not you don't think about it until that moment. And then I, I remember the first time I said I played golf at LSU. Oh, I was like. <laughs> that very me and Mary had just like probably talked about this podcast and what we were gonna do with it yeah. like a week before I went to school like yeah. not like maybe not even maybe a few days and that very next class I was put in a social media marketing class and we had to create a campaign about something we were really passionate about and a lot of people did like eating disorders or nonprofits or mental health or food blogs or personal blogs. But right then, right there in that class, there was no question. I was like, I'm creating this campaign on life after college athletics. Would you, like, if you could play soccer, like still be playing soccer right now, would you? Or are you enjoying your life as it is? I feel like there's different ways I could answer this question. Like, if you – when I first got to Belmont, I won't lie, my mom was like, you need to go talk to their coach right now. You should go talk mm. to their coach right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should go talk to their coach. Like, what am, what am I doing? Like, I don't – like, I can't – I was just so worried about, like, what if I can't do it again? Like, what if I have a flare-up? Like, because yeah. my autoimmune disease, like, attacks me when my body is under stress. And I was like, I highly consider, I was like, I know her, I'll go talk to her, I'll play, I'll figure it out. And then I was just kind of like, you know what, like, no, like, this is all God's plan, All's per- this is his purpose, his plan for me, like, if I was supposed to be playing here, I would be. And it's almost like I've had, now that I'm looking back at it, I don't know how I ever did it, because I have so much... I don't even really have like I I would you would think that you would get a lot more free time opening up and like I work now and that kind of takes the place of soccer but it's almost like I can dive so much deeper into my studies like when I played soccer it was not even a question that I was gonna get an internship like that was not a thought in my mind it was like I go home I train all summer and that's what I do like I'm not getting an internship like my life is soccer until after I graduate and now it's like oh I can get an internship I can do this I can do that but I mean kind of to sum it all up honestly no like yeah. if I could be playing soccer right now I probably wouldn't be but wow. 
But then again, it goes back on if I could be playing soccer right now, like I would have never quit to begin with and would have never had this self-realization. Yeah, no, I agree. And like what you said about like all of that, like I, so I majored in broadcast journalism. Like I, like my passion is talking about sports and, you know, I grew up, my grandparents owned the radio station in my hometown and I've just like been around it my whole life. Um, and I was a anchor at my, um, my college TV station. And like, I'm just the type of person that like, when I do something for a while, like I want to be a leader. And so like, I would 100% applied to be a sports director. And like, I just couldn't because I didn't have the time. Right. It's like, I would have like, you know, I would have done and like, I did all I could like I did like produce the game day show and I did stuff that I could do, but it's like, it did kind of like hold me back in a way, but then it also opened up so many doors. So it's so conflicting because it's like, you know, I met so many amazing people and like all this stuff that like I never would have even imagined, but like it did hold me back in like my other career avenues that I wanted to take. So it is like a push and pull. So Mary, your team won the (laughs) SEC championship after you decided not to take your fifth year. Do you wish you would have taken your fifth year? So, um, yeah, (laughs) my team won the SEC championship in 2022. And every year the SEC championship takes place in Birmingham, in which that's only like three hours from Nashville. So I was able to go and witness them winning the SEC championship. And it was amazing to watch, but it was very hard to watch. Um, You know, when you miss stuff by a year, it's like, dang. Especially like – when you had the opportunity to take, um, like that's that was something that I really wanted. I wanted a ring, um, and like honestly, like a natty ring, yeah, that would have been awesome. But like, not to be cheesy, but in the SEC, it really does mean more. Like yeah, I don't know. I like, agree. I, We're both from the South. <laughs> like having an SEC championship oh, on your resume, like yeah, come on, like come oh on. my gosh, and so. You know, like, I honestly, like, I'm just so grateful that I was able to witness it. Like, I, you know, watched some amazing golf that day, and I was just so glad I was there because, like, you know, I watched them run out on the 18th hole and, and celebrate, and I cried. <laughs> no, kudos to I you. I mean, it was my team. Kudos to you. It was my team. There were a couple, I think one or two freshmen that played, but, like, like other than that, like, that was my team the year yeah. before, and, you know, I was I was just so proud of them, and... Um, my coach Alexis, she was like, "Come on!" Like in the picture, she was like, "Come on, Mary!" Like this is your trophy too. Oh, and I was just like, oh. "I would cry." Um, I got chills again. Sorry. <laughs> so I mean, it was awesome watching them. Um, but I will say, like, while I do like wish I could have gotten a ring, like I don't think I would have taken my fifth year because that's a whole nother year of you know my life being like locked down and. Almost like and delayed to find yeah, yourself. Yeah, and like that was – and like I was so ready for the rest of my life to get started. And my coach, Garrett, he would always say <laughs> – I really hope he listens to this because 
Um, but he would, he would always say, he's like, your life is never going to be easier than it is right now. And I'm like, I think you're wrong. He's like, no, you're going to call me and you're going to be like, you know, my coaches, you say the exact yeah, same thing, he, both schools, both yeah, levels. He was like, like, he's like, you're going to call me and you're going to be like, gee, you were right. Like life in college was so much easier. And like, obviously he's right. Like he has kids. Like when I have kids and all that, like maybe it'll get a little harder but like now it's like there's just so much stress that's been taken off and like obviously like I love playing golf it was an amazing time in my life so how has your college experience been like now that like you can compare the two like now you're a normal college student yeah I'm honestly I'm I'm thriving and it's just a whole different lifestyle that you can't even really explain to someone who hasn't lived both and it's kind of different that I get to see both perspectives because that's very rare I feel like and it's I have more time to like invest in my friendships and like my family and my faith like everything that goes on behind like I just have more time and it's like I talked about earlier how I didn't really have as much time as I thought I would but I'm spending the time that I have investing in things that I care about, whereas my life was just soccer and school, whereas I can pour into my friendships, I can pour into my career, I can pour into my family, I can pour into my faith. Like, it's it's good. I mean, I love it. I mean, I've never really – I'm 21 now, so I can talk about this, but, like, I never got to go out, ever. And it's like now I – get to go out and get to experience that and meet people and make connections. And like, I live in Nashville. So like, obviously y'all know what Broadway is. (laughs) When you go to these bars, like when you're from here, like, okay, first off, Broadway is such a tourist spot, but when you're from here, yeah, it is. And you figure out how to like get places without waiting in line. I'm not going to cut anyone, but like, am I going to go through the kitchen of Jason Aldean's (laughs) to skip the line? Absolutely. (laughs) And no one really knows about it unless you've done it, experienced <laughs> it, like figured out a way. But like, I swear we should have like, you know how Disney has fast passes? I think locals should have fast passes for Broadway. Hear me That's out. Such a great Hear point. me out. That's yeah. such a great point. I would pay a hundred bucks a year to be able to skip every line on Broadway. Would you? Yes. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. On. It's like TSA pre-check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Come on, guys. We got that's cheaper than that. TSA yes. is like eighty five yes. every five years. Yeah, I might even be Nashville. more than that. But come on, <laughs> hear us out. Hear us out, Nash. Come on. So, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our podcast Instagram is Hung Up Cleats, um, and then my Instagram is Mary Chauvin, Mary with two Y's. That's like hard to like spell though. I'll yeah, put it in the description. It yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah, so our TikTok is also the same as our Instagram handle. It's just hung up cleats. We don't have to start posting on that. Yeah, I know. We don't have anything on there, but if you want to go get a follow to support us, like, oh yeah, just go do that. (laughs) Go ahead and go do it right now. Yeah, if you want to get us any ideas, let us know. Yeah, and my Instagram is SophieHarris33. Pretty self explanatory. Yeah, and you know, if you want to give us like five stars, write a review, a positive review. We don't want any negative reviews around here, please. Yeah. Um, no. But yeah, um, we're going to try to do this every single Monday. So tune in, download, do whatever you got to do. I would yeah. love to see you back. 
and we'll see you next week. Yeah, we're going to have some special guests on here. Yes. We're going to talk about a lot of exciting things. Exciting things to look forward to. Much love to our fans. <laughs> our, you know, three fans as of now. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.